this thing right here these phones they can be great especially if you put them on this do not disturb mode so oftentimes i'll put my phone on do not disturb mode and i'll put on an hour timer mm -hmm. right and the question i'm asking at the end of that hour is what did i what did i focus on and how much did i produce and if you find yourself doing that every hour psychologically you're training your brain that when you're spending concentrated time you're looking to produce an outcome welcome to the performance mindset podcast and i'm your host amy calandrino ceo of beyond commercial after a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to the business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning into the right show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Performance Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Calandrino. And after over a decade of counseling business owners and investors, I wanted to bring to you some of the most impactful and influential leaders that I've met along the way. Today, I'm delighted to have on the show Joshua Washington. He is an organizational psychologist who specializes in coaching, training, speaking and strategy consultation. He helps businesses to maximize their greatest resources. That's the people. And he's helped over 200 businesses now reach their top performance while bridging the gap between people and performance by using the principles of psychology and human behavior. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about performance. You are in the perfect spot today here on the Performance Mindset Show. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. This is great. And I'm excited to jump into this today. Excellent. So let's jump right into it. Like talk about a little bit of your background and how you have gotten to where you're at today and, and what it is that you're you're doing. I always like to throw people a, a curveball because my background actually started in music. A lot of people don't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, my first degree, in fact, was in music and sound technology. I, I loved writing and, and playing and singing music. So that's actually where I started and uh, began my career before transitioning into just becoming an expert in the communication and human behavioral aspect. So I've spent about, before owning my own business, I spent almost a decade within the healthcare uh, industry, coaching and training doctors and C suite leaders really on customer experience and kind of um, leadership development. So those were kind of my two fastballs within the corporate circle before transitioning out of there around that COVID time and starting my own business to really expand and help more small to mid market businesses, because those are the businesses that don't, you know, they can't afford to hire an organizational psychologist or have a full blown okay. human resource department. So those are the businesses I love to kind of partner with and help them reach higher performance. That's excellent. I know we've had some discussions. We were connected by a great friend and I too focus on small to medium sized businesses because I felt that they were really underserved when it came to commercial real estate. So many commercial real estate agents want to focus on the big institutional REITs, but then you think about small businesses, they're the backbone of our community. And it's wonderful to see you making that investment into them. Yeah, they're, they're the backbone of our country, man. Think about it. Yeah. 
like that that is that is what's going to, to really have the largest impact on this economy shift that we're going through right now so you're right they don't get enough support and really underserved and i think if we can help if we can help them on the real estate side and the people side that just optimizes their ability to go out and perform excellent so I love hearing the name of your company and the whole story behind it. But for the listeners who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, that's such a good question. So Lee Malvo is the name. And first off, I tell people, if I had not kind of gone through this experience, I probably would have still stayed in the in the corporate world because I had an, just a fantastic setup with mm -hmm. the work I was doing and really being able to touch nationally a lot of leaders. But the reason why I started this business is because my grandmother, my grandmother, this the name of the business is her maiden and her married last name, Lee and, and Malvo. She passed away with gallbladder cancer a few years back. As I was going through that grieving process, I just began to think about how could I, you know, forward her legacy. And my grandmother's legacy was all about leadership. Mm. And I, I grew up in a small town, a little small poor town, Southwest Florida, called Immokalee. And she took us in and taught us all the attributes and foundational characteristics of leadership that I still benefit from today. So when she passed away, I just saw the vision of what if we could do that same thing, help businesses develop and grow in their leadership and their people the same way my grandmother helped me grow. Um, and so this business is really about legacy. Um, and that's, that's the story behind the name. And it sounds to me that you've been gaining a lot of traction here in the community with, with a number of businesses. It's a perfect storm as, as far as the, the topic that we're focusing on, because you know, with the recent changes after the COVID passed and all the hybrid work and, and just trying to figure out this new world and this new workforce, it's really just been kind of a perfect storm. So yeah, I, I would say the timing was, was kind of godly in, in how it just pinpointed right at the perfect time. Sometimes you get that little tap on the shoulder and you're like, and it all like makes sense. And then you wonder to yourself too, like, how did I not think about this? Like before, you know, yeah. she'd be so proud of you. It's wonderful yeah. that not only you're making an impact, but then you're paying homage to someone who meant so much to you. So thank you, Amy. That, that means a lot. Maybe the answer to the question is your grandmother, but what is the single most important reason for your success? Wow. Single most. Ooh. <laughs> You know what? I, I can I can I can say it this way. I would say it's my network because my grandmother was the first, you know, addition to my network. And you know, involuntary, but still a great addition to my network. And I've seen all throughout my career having different mentors and coaches ah. and friends within that network has really added so much value to my personal and professional development. So I, I would say that's that's the single most you know contributor to my to my success is my network. I tell people all the time the three greatest currencies we have in life mm -hmm. is time, time, knowledge, and network. Time, knowledge, and network. Network. It's so interesting that you say that, and I think when we had our first phone call together, so my mother-in-law was just just a wonderful she was in business starting in 1977 when women did not go into business wow. went on to have a number of different flower shops her business broker that sold one of her businesses in 1999 and then later on helped her again in 2015 his name is george rosen so i'm going to give george rosen a shout out on this on this podcast <laughs> but he connected me to mary crimmins 
who now is helping me to copyright my book, who then connected me to you. So it's just wonderful. Like I find that like people are around like people. And then you just like get this energy, like, and so you talk about this network and like, what I like to say with my friends, it's almost like plugging into like a power source. Yeah. And, you know, I've come up with this sports success system. And the first one is S, energy. And synergy is all about your tribe. And so I fully like agree with you. But, you know, it's so interesting. You think back to my family member who had the business broker that connected me to this, that connected me to you. And that's yeah. how I found that, you know, it's it's small Lando here. But I'm yeah. also now with hybrid, you get to meet people all over yeah. the country. It's it's really cool. So that, that's how it happens. It's it's an accelerator. It, yes. I tell people if you want to go slow, you can go by yourself. Nothing wrong with working by yourself. Yeah. But if you if you want to accelerate your success, find a network. Yeah. And you know, I think also you getting on the podcast shows that you have an abundance growth mindset. You're sharing a lot of information without concern. Like I will talk a lot about, you know, the things that I do in my company. I don't consider me really having competitors. I'm my own person and I'm not really, I might not be the best commercial advisor for every single person, you know, you, exactly. but that's why I'm on podcasts. You can get a kind of a flavor for, do I want to work with her or yeah, not, exactly. you know, is this kind of person. So I think, I think it's great. So you have a process for working with professionals to help them with their communication skill set. Can you kind of take us a little bit through that? Yeah, it's, um, it's something I created while working within the, the corporate world. And I didn't realize I created it until I left and started reviewing the work that I had been doing and which parts were successful. So from that work, you know, we work with over I mean, that company has over 80,000 employees. So we had a lot of great opportunity to build this system with some good data. And I created what's called the mission critical performance method. And that method is broken into three elements of performance. Okay. It is the connections, which is where you get your leadership, your trust, harmony, and influence. Then it's the communication piece, which I created an approach to communicating called micro conversations. Because oftentimes people think about like the big conversations. It's really the small conversations that we have each day that lead and shape our success. So that's the middle one. uh, That's the conversation one, which focuses on communication. And then the last one is cultivation, which focuses on talent management strategies. So those are the ways that I like to help leaders kind of look at their business. If you look at it from those three elements, you can really segment how you plan out your year and how and how you get very strategic, because I believe Conceptually, mm. it's important to know the concepts, but we want to be able to measure. So everything I do, I like to have a, a database of a scientific based kind of measurements so we can know here's what's working, here's what's not working. That's so interesting. And I think you should have a number of different coaches, depending on what you're wanting to be coached on. But one is like my business coach. And he talks about, I used to kind of like plan things out like a week at a time. And, you know, then I expand to a month at a time, but then, you know, I challenged my team when we're thinking about some of the different content and different things that we could kind of plan it out like a year at a time. And I think, especially if you're working as a business and you have these big goals, being able to break it up into the the other, you know, sub goals, instead of just getting caught into like the whirlwind of each day. Do you find that you use the same like approach to your business? Well, yeah, my business doesn't have as many employees as some of the businesses I work with, but the principles are the same. When we talk about the connection piece, which is trust. I mean, if Mary didn't trust 
me and I didn't have any good experience with her, she wouldn't have recommended me to you. You know, she wouldn't have yeah. connect, felt like we were such a strong connection, right? If I didn't know how to articulate certain ideas and thoughts using the micro, you know, conversation piece, then I probably wouldn't get invited to know anyone's podcast, right? <laughs> because the communication piece is so important. It's not to just know the knowledge, but to be able to articulate it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say these things are definitely very much used on the daily within my business. And see, it's almost like you are, we're like connected right now because you said on the daily. And my next question for you is like, <laughs> talk about your daily. Like what, what does like a typical day look like? I know you're working with a lot of business owners, both like in person and via Zoom or other methods, but like, what does it look like? I know you have a family and those types of things. Tell us a little bit about it. That's a really good question. Um, my, my wife will ask me at the end of the day, how was your day? And I'll say, good, honey, because <laughs> I'm not I'm not the detailed guy, but I think this question is important because I think some of those details are, are very, very good things to know. So a day for me, let, I'm going to use a day where I'm not working on client work because once yeah. that once that happens, once I'm in a contract with a client, days look very different. But on on the general, I like yeah. to get up early. My life has kind of transitioned to instead of staying up late nights, I like to get up early because I have a three year old and a wife. And once they're up, all concentration kind of go, goes out the window. <laughs> so um, I like to get up early and get my morning started. I, I, I break my day up into three blocks. And I'm going to give you, if you're listening to this, this is, here's a book you need to pick up. It's called Deep Work, Deep Work. If you haven't read it, it's really based on kind of what I believe is going to be a highly valuable skill set as we move forward. And that's the, that's the skill set of being able to focus and concentrate on something for an extended period of time. So I break my day up into three blocks and, it, and each block has about three hours. And I like to focus on either a project or a specific business because my wife and I, we own several businesses. And that I found to really be helpful for me mm -hmm. to have just a focused day. So I know for these next three hours, I'm only going to focus on this and block A. Block B, I know for the next three hours, I'm only going to focus on this. So I leave email and things like that for before the, the blocks mm -hmm. and in the middle of the blocks so that I don't have my entire day kind of um, taken, taken up. So that's, that's a general kind of plan and day for me. Well, I find that sometimes people want to have conversations on email. <laughs> it's exactly. like, come on, let's just schedule a call. Exactly. You know, if it starts to evolve, I'm like, Hey, you know, can we, can we chat maybe like at four today or yeah. tomorrow? Um, because some people, yeah, they leave their email open and it's almost it's like this long <laughs> texting conversation. I think people have gotten used to the fact that I'm the same as you. Well, first of all, like before I get started, I try to write down what are like the top three things that I accomplish. And so kind of like you have like the three things, like three blocks that you're going to kind of focus on. So kind of the same thing, but I have those written down before I look at the email because I don't want the email to like sway what it is and have it cut in line. <laughs> the other things I was already going to work on. Here's some other hacks that I give some of my coaching yeah. clients. This thing right here, these phones, they can be great, especially if you put them on dis do not disturb mode. So oftentimes I'll put my phone on do not disturb mode and I'll put on an hour timer. Mm -hmm. right? And the question I'm asking at the end of that hour is what did I what did I focus on and how much did I produce? And if you find yourself doing that every hour, psychologically, you're training your brain that when you're spending concentrated time, you're looking to produce an outcome. 
-hmm. it can be, I mean, maybe that outcome is I want to relax and just think for an hour, whatever it is though, using that clock to really set an hour and say, here's what I want to do. I found it to be just very helpful because you see that time, that timer just kind of going and going and it helps you say, you know what? I just spent an email five minutes. Let me get back to what I was, I was doing and not break this concentration. And I'm going to be real. After our first call, you brought up the book Deep Work, and I had become a little undisciplined in a bit of a ping pong ball again. <laughs> and after we talked about Deep Work, I, there's a program called Toggle. It will actually plug into my Salesforce. And for every client that I have, let's just say I'm selling 123 Main Street, mm-hmm. it will make a deal. And so I kind of went back to my paralegal days where I was just literally like, blocking like, Hey, I prepped this broker opinion of value. And I did this and I did it from 10, 14 AM to 10, 52 AM. And then I would just keep logging my day. I have gotten away from it again, (laughs) but I actually, after that, I had the best, most productive week ever. I got multiple listings under contract. I got multiple like exclusives. So really there's tremendous value in being, being more focused because sometimes you feel like you're doing so much by bouncing from thing to thing to thing, but then really there's incredible value to like just being focused and the quality of attention. Yeah. I don't know at what point in our society we started glorifying like multitasking, but it's the worst, it's the worst thing you can do for for your brain. And so are you saying that you read deep work and you found it to be valuable? I had read it a long time ago. And then I was like, you know, he's totally right. Like the world's not going to burn down when like I have my phone off again and like I get more focused again and I shut my door because as long as I connect with my team and, and, you know, plug in my emails and just look and make sure everything's set. And then like, literally, actually, I will use my planner. I've written down what I'm supposed to be like doing. And I'm just kind of staying focused on that and not getting involved in the email. I uh, just started, you know, using the deep work concepts again of just staying more focused. And it has been a really good April. Like I am really excited. Listen, it's going, it's going to be a game changer for those because social media is really training our minds and every all media really is training our minds to have segmented thought processes. And that's, you know, there's a whole nother story about that. But those who can discipline themselves to focus, I mean, you all are going to have the gold because in more ways than just money, but you're going to have the gold of being able to own and really feel like you have control of your focus. So I'm so glad to hear that. That's awesome. Well, I first heard about deep work and I'll give another shout out because again, it's all about network like you're talking about. And I, you know, people say, oh, you're so amazing. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, it's all the people that are around me that like have helped me to realize the level of success I had. But uh, Bo Beery, he is one of the top multifamily investors in Florida. Mm. He has an incredible YouTube channel, but he turned me on to the book isn't it Cal, is it Cal Newton wrote it? I think it's Cal Newton or Newport. I, I or something remember. like that. Yeah. It says yellow cover, but he turned it on uh, and he's busy, busy, busy person, but he talks about, he just shuts his door and he, you know, that do not disturb. And, you know, he, he gets a lot done and I really respect that. That's when I read that and I was utilizing it, but it's kind of like diet and exercise. Sometimes you kind of fall off. But I think as long as you're doing it about like trying to like 80% of the time, you're going to see great results. So. And then for the other time, your network will remind you, get back to it. There you go. (laughs) That is so true. 
tell us about you've had the opportunity to write your first book. I'm saying first because I know you're going to write more, but tell us, tell us about this book. Yeah, you have you you right. We're connected in the mind because we're, I've actually been approached to write the second one this summer on focus. Right. Of course. Right. <laughs> on focus. So we're going to see we're going to try to see if we can get that together for this fall. But the first book was a personal development kind of a time capsule for me. I was just uh-huh. looking back over my life and and what helped me to really evolve coming from that poor town down southwest Florida and then being able to coach doctors like that's not something that that's not your your typical arch of the story right. when you think about it. And so I just wanted to get it all in the book. And what I really realized was I went through four zones. I went through dreams, discovery, development, decision. And then mm-hmm. I realized we all go through those four zones. We all start off with a dream. Yeah. We all have to determine which of that those dreams is worth our time. And then we get into discovery where we realize what's, what's the value and skills and strengths that we have that best serve that dream. And then we develop those skills to where we can eventually leave a legacy, which is the decisions. So I wanted to help people gain more of a clear idea of how to really unlock their potential and activate every God-given dream that they have. I mean, I think we accomplished that with this book. Uh, There's a lot of information and a lot of tools and resources and concepts, but I wrote it so that it could be a guide through life, not just a good read. Some of the top mentors and coaches I've had, it's not just about the professional, because if you work, 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 and you're not feeding your personal dreams, I think there, there is this intersection. And I think that's important that you've made that distinction. Because I think your personal success or your contentment, your happiness is going to then fuel into what you're doing for your work. And then you're able to really transform the lives of those you're working with within the businesses and you're able to make this great, you know, impact. Yeah, it all starts at the personal foundation. Mm -hmm. All all of it. And it all then goes to the service. I mean, you think about business, Amy. Yeah. We're all in business to provide a service that provides value for someone. That's really what it boils down to in the fundamental sense. And, and right. we, we use money as an exchange for that value. And so the more you develop yourself, the more you develop an opportunity to add value. Sometimes people think about self-development as kind of like a burden or like punishment, but no, it's really your contribution to the, to the earth. The more you develop all your God-given value, skills, strengths, the more you can distribute value into the world. And uh-huh. usually we do that through a business. Yeah. I know personally when I wasn't putting as much emphasis on myself and I was I was just relying on the foundation I had before and I wasn't training as much within myself, what I needed to do in my personal disciplines and my goals that it really left me quite like empty. And I was starting to not succeed as much like in business and since you know, I've been more intentional about that and gotten back to those basics. It's incredible to see what can come of it. Always about the basics, right? Yeah. You've had the opportunity to work with many professionals and businesses. What do you think are some of the best lessons you learned along the way? You've talked about a lot of different things, but do you have any other lessons to share? Wow. That's a good question. Best lessons. I think one of the best lessons I've learned is that relationship management is so important. Oftentimes we get so caught up in the task and the goals of business that we forget the only way to accomplish those things is through the relationships within that business. 
so that's something that I've seen really accelerate my career. A lot of the opportunities I've gotten was simply because of the relationships that were built. And they were built from me serving someone else and them mm-hmm. seeing, hey, I, that really added value to me. And now we, we're in this, you know, cycle of reciprocation, right? So I think that's something that it has really stood out to me, the relationship management piece. And then the strategy piece. I love strategy. And so for me, that you know, that's my strength. That's my area of strength. And so that's something that I've really found to be fun and exciting when you can create within a business. I think one of the main reasons we see so much turnover and challenges with team performance is when we all get into that space where we're not creating, things become very, you know, mundane and they lack purpose. And you don't, you don't go to work with that. Why? Because mm. You're not really creating anything. You're just, you know, task heavy. So those are two things that I've seen that really just making those two tweaks where you focus more on your relationships in the business and you focus more on ensuring that everyone understands where their creative outlet is in the business. It just helps to just help that business optimize its performance. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back and we're t- we've been talking a lot about focus and I had the opportunity to spend some time last week on doing my updated business plan. And I found some old notes from 2018 and I think it was on some seminar I took, but it says people are going to remember how you make them feel. And that goes back into the relationship management. But I think if you're focus, like we're having this wonderful conversation and which we'll be wrapping up soon, but you know, we've been so focused and like, we've been able to have this great feeling, even though we're not in the same room together. I think that really goes into the relationship. I think versus, I think there are people that are like too busy and not focused and you feel like you're unimportant. And when you're, so I think I think the focus can kind of go into the relationship management as well, because if you're, you're all over the place and you're not focused, then there's not going to be that quality and you're not managing that relationship. And then I think being able to take the time to have the construct of the strategy to, to propel that kind of intersects, I like to call it head and heart. So yeah. Oftentimes uh, business owners or business leaders, I've worked with a lot of executives, sometimes it's hard to get to that heart piece because for so long we've said you know leave your heart at home you know and just come here and yeah. <laughs> leave your heart at home come here and get get a job done but that that is not served our workforce well right. and, and i think the reason why a lot of businesses done did this is because they weren't equipped they weren't equipped to deal with the heart piece because it takes a lot of work to build a workplace experience where people can kind of have a, a holistic opportunity to not just focus on the work focus on serving humans. And I think to what you're saying, yeah, they definitely intersect. They certainly do. And when I wasn't putting myself personally, then uh, I wasn't as intentional. I didn't have as much empathy. And because I think you got to love yourself before you can love other people. And so I think it's, it, it is something that's very valuable and not as, as valued as it, as it should be. But thankfully you and I, and other people can continue to say like, Hey, you know, you, you, you need to do that. And like, or consider doing that. And, you know, not everybody has to do that, right. but you know, it's something to definitely consider. So Well, I have had a great time. Is there anything else you want to share today for our listeners? Well, well, I would like to say thank you to you, Amy, and and the work that you're doing here. And I hope your listeners are tuning in because 
from what I can tell, they're going to be getting a lot of great value. So I just say, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. And I can't wait for us to get to together again. And then if anyone else wants to connect with you, how would they find you? Yeah, the best way to find me is Joshua at LeeMalvo.com. You can send me uh, an email directly there, or we can get connected on LinkedIn. If you look for Joshua Washington, there's a few of those on LinkedIn. So you might want to look for Lee Malvo instead. But yeah, that's, that's the best way to connect. And I would love to connect with you. Or just go to my LinkedIn and then find them there. Or, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you'll get connected. We'll, we'll help you. Or just let me know and I'll do an email intro. So, <laughs> well, awesome. And to anyone listening, be sure to like, subscribe, share all those things. I'm a broken record saying that, but then we can continue to, to bring great people to you and share it with others. And thanks again for tuning in. Mm-hmm.